Hey, who'd you talk to? What's going on? It's me, it's me, it's Mike Lepre. It is Thursday night, January 7th, 2021. This is the beginning of legit fantasy basketball putting on a clinic. It's time that we have a show dedicated to basketball, fantasy basketball, betting on basketball. So to join me for this show, Legit Fantasy Sports Presenting, uh, as always joining me is my the man I look to for numbers, period. Genius Kev, how are you, genius? Very good, King. It's a good Thursday night. Can't wait. Can't wait for a Friday of the weekend. But ready to go. Yeah, you sound ready to go. Joining us is the the he would be like the uh the Kev. What do you call that? Like the cornerstone person that you look to and you did you you did you're like the Google of basketball for us, TJ. TJ, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing awesome. I'm looking forward to talking NBA basketball. I really am. That's what I'm saying. See, that's what I'm talking about. See, Kev. See, Kev. There's certain people that want to talk basketball. That it's a there's an art to talking basketball because you just, you you end up talking about it, and it's one of those you can't quite quite stop. Um, this is going to be one of those shows where we're going to expand it, right? We 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 get a couple of format ideas, get a couple of other people that want to come on, um, maybe aboard and do this. Uh. So tonight we're going to do for the one hour because um, we're kind of piggybacking on the uh, end of the other football show. What I want to do is to start it all off. I want to go through all the teams, but here's what I want to do. There's nothing better than the big three, whatever big three you want to say. Um, like who would you consider to be the first big three? Like they said, those were the big three. TJ. I don't know. You probably go back to the Celtics and Lakers in the eighties when you want to talk about big three. I think you get into the seventies, it's mixed up, but you know, you had magic Kareem and worthy and you had bird parish and McHale and they kind of did it for a decade and it set the blueprint for, for what teams are still trying to do now 30 years later. You know, the, you know, the big thing is though, is you say like bird magic and McHale. And then I think, yeah, but then there's DJ and Ainge. That's yeah. not a bad drop off at all. And the same thing when I went and I thought about my Lakers, you know, Byron Scott and, Come on, Michael Cooper, whoever. That's not Michael a bad drop off at all. You know what I mean? So that's all right. So let let's 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 start off. Um, uh, let's, let's start off in the East. Uh, and I'm just I'm just gonna go top to bottom. Give me give me who you think. Oop. Yeah, give me who you think. I'm like oop. Give me who you think would be the big three because, I mean, to me it seems like the teams are are, are financially built to have a, what a big three. Am I right here or wrong? Someone? You can't miss if you're going to do it. Right? You, you know, there's a, in the East, in the East, it's interesting. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, two, there's a big three here and there, but really it's two guys, right? And you're trying to figure out who the third wheel is. Yeah. You know, and that, and that's in Brooklyn, that's in Milwaukee, that's in Boston, that's in Philadelphia, right? So if that, and even Miami. So, so you're really looking at, yeah, we got two guys and then we're going to try and force somebody into that third spot to say we have a big three. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, but it, you, I guess when you have that three, that's the formula, right? When that clicks, when you have that three, that's what, what you're hoping it, it is, I guess. You know what I mean? Nothing ever always works out, though. So, let's start off with the Sixers. Simmons, right? 
Embiid. Uh, Who so, so Tobias Harris has been terrific. And I don't know if it's because he's got Doc back and he's playing with some confidence because last year he was terrible. And I'll say of all the teams, so, I, so I'm watching a lot of NBA, but I'm a Sixers fan. So, so I'm watching all 82 of those games. And Tobias Harris was a nightmare last year. I'm not even mad about having him right now. But to me, the big three, the third, the third guy, even though Harris is probably the third best player, but what Curry brings to the team, especially in fantasy, the kid doesn't miss. He doesn't take bad shots. He doesn't force anything. So to me, those three guys going into the playoffs, I feel like I can trust. And then whatever they can get out of Harris is going to be the difference between, you know, are they going to get bounced in the second round or are they going to make a little push? Yeah, to, uh, Tobias Harris was actually like um, number one. I think the number one uh, fantasy uh, ad. Uh, I want to say for the last round last week, right? Like he was like, I think he was number one or two. I'm always like, with me, my stats are always like close. Like, yeah, you know, I'm close. So like, I'm around. I'm in. The, I'm in the ballpark. What do you want from me? <laughs> you know, seriously. So, uh, all right. So let's let's move to um, the Orlando Magic. The team with the still in my – I hate the name. I hate the uniforms. Like I do. I hate the powder blue. I hate magic. I hate or I hate magic anyways. I, hate, <laughs> oh, I just hate Orlando. I don't like going to Orlando. It sucks. It's overrated. Like think about it. It's overrated powder blue magic team. Like am I – It's a strange you know, team. Orlando's a really strange team. Because their best player is, is Buyacek, who the Sixers drafted and then bailed on, right? So he's like he's like their leading scorer. Terrence Ross was trade bait every single year of his life. He's been a contract worth trading. And he's their second leading scorer. And then Aaron Gordon, who I think is their best player, does nothing. And then you look at Orlando. Every night you look at them, you think they're going to lose this 6-2 and two against the spread. Wow. So you figure out Orlando for me. No. <laughs> that's the thing. I'm like, no. I really – that's just one of those teams. <laughs> so – just quick, uh, TJ, what do you think about the uh, Markel Fultz uh, uh, season-ending injury? What do you think? What do you think that does to him? Oh, it's a shame. It's a shame. I mean, he, he just got a every bad straw you could draw since he's got drafted. He drafted, yeah. and he was just starting to come in. Like he looks like an NBA player now. Like when he was with us, he 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 didn't, and it was like, what the heck is going on? And you could tell it was almost like he had the Chuck Knobloch where he couldn't he couldn't figure out what was going on. And now this year he looks like a legit player. I don't know if he's ever going to be an All Star, but to watch him to watch him go down last night that that was yeah, bad. that was terrible. It really is. He seems I, think like a nice I think it's funny that you use the, the the term Chuck Knobloch because um, uh, I use that all the time, and my my wife would even say to me like, "What the hell are you talking about?" And I'll, I'll just be like, "He he couldn't throw it at first, and that's, I'll just leave it at that." It just you know, it's one of those things—the mental block, right? You know, it's just that's it, right? Because you watch a kid shoot, you can watch a kid shoot, and it's like you see him in college, and then you see him six months later, his rookie year, and it's like he had no concept. Of- they mess with his shot. <laughs> like those kids are baby antelopes at that age. They're not, they're not men. You know what I mean? And and, and they mess with his shot. They, his confidence—you can crush, crush someone's confidence, especially a kid like that, right? If, especially when you change what he's you know doing what with, with, a, with that situation for them to take fans out of the building and just let him go to play basketball, like in an empty arena, like now you don't have, you don't have all the, everybody holding their breath every time you take a free throw, right? There's certain guys that this environment is actually helping. And then there's other guys 
Patrick Beverly, who needs fans to like market smart to get their get their gears going, right? But Fultz, I thought he was coming into his own, and, and it, it sucks. Too bad. It, it, yeah, it, it really is. All right. Um, the here's another team. All right, all right. See, so when we were talking before of teams that are boring, that are, that, that 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 they look boring. It's just the the Indiana Pacers. Does that send any like? Like yay! Does, do either one of you guys feel any sort of like energy? Like this room pop when I say the Indiana Pacers? No. <laughs> no, no, no. But you know what? They're good. They're good yeah. top to bottom. They don't have a whole. Sabonis is all over the place. He actually is fun. Sabonis is fun to watch. Yep. If you can stop telling yourself that you're not watching his dad. Like he actually, in his way, uh, he's a really good player. Um. But no, like I, I, I kind of do like this thing where when I'm when I'm flipping through league league pass, who am I stopping on? And it's like I'd rather watch Sacramento or Atlanta than watch Indiana, even though I know Indiana's a good team and they're gonna put on a good show. I mean, TJ Warren can go off for 50 and he's like their fourth leading scorer. So you're talking about big threes. I don't even know if you include TJ Warren. And on half the teams in the league, he'd be averaging 25. But yeah, no, that that's a good club. They win games. I know. I, it's, I, it, it. Yeah. They're another one. They're another one. They're six and two against the spread too, because no one wants to bet on them because no one wants to ask to sit through it. Is that what it is? Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 is that how it works? Right. Sorry. So next we have the Boston Celtics. I, I watched. I've, I've watched them the last couple of nights and uh, uh, watching that kid shoot when he 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 gets. Uh, it's beautiful. It's goddamn beautiful. He had a he had a turnaround fall away, I think it was. And it was just a thing of beauty. Like it really was. But like, all right, so who would you say are the are the big three in Boston? Well, it's definitely Brown and Tatum. And whatever whatever Jalen Brown does in the offseason, unbelievable. Because I'll tell you, I'm on record. When he got drafted, I thought he was going to be in Turkey after his contract was up. Because uh-huh. he looked like it's he looked like a, I mean he had a good body, but he just looked like a stiff. And he is absolutely not a stiff. I mean, he can play. And, and Tatum, you know, Tatum's about Tatum, but, he, you know, he's definitely part of the big three. And I think without Kemba there, they're really searching for that third guy. And depending on the matchup, I know we're going to go over games later, but there's some matchups where Tristan Thompson can be that guy. But then there's other matchups where it's like Marcus Smart's going to take 15 shots and you hope he makes six of them. You know, so I think Boston's one of those teams that needs a third guy, whether it's through the trade or whether Kemba comes back bouncy or not. But – but those two, just like a lot of teams in the East, Brown and Tatum are, are a hell of a pair. Kemba, Kemba Walker, maybe two years ago, three years ago, even four years ago, was a beast. You know what I mean? That's a wearing tear type of thing with him. Uh, oh, how about this one? Here's one for Stu. The New York Knicks. Man, oh. I tell you what, for what? They're four and three. It's like the first time they've been over like 500 uh, since like 2018. I'm being serious. Like week one, it was like two nothing or something like that. Something stupid like that. That's how long it's been since they've 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 had a winning record. Don't buy it. Like seriously, don't buy it. Van Gundy's a hell of a coach, but he's playing he's playing Randall like every minute of every game. And he just beat. So that's what happened to him when he was in Chicago. He just beats the shit out of his players. Is what he does. And you can win a lot of games that way because not every dirty secret is not every team in the NBA plays hard every night. And that's if the star players want to show up and play because 
I'm told tonight, um, somebody texted me and said Kyrie's playing tonight because he feels like taking the night off against Philly, right? So I don't know. When I grew up, the best players played in the best, biggest games, right? So Kyrie's taking the night off. So, but one thing about what, what Van Gundy is going to do is his teams are going to play hard. So if they catch a team on the on the end of a back to back, like that's and they're getting points, like that might be a smart play. I know the Knicks are going they're going to finish over 500 against the spread. There's no question in my mind. But do they have a big three? I mean, they got Randall and RJ Barrett. Alec Burks, I guess, is that gets buckets. What about the rookie? What's what's where's the jury sit with him? Right. You only play one game. I don't know. What do you great. I don't show me. Get on the floor and show me. Have you seen him? Have you seen the kid? Not enough, not enough to evaluate. Have you, Kev? No, definitely not. No, not enough to evaluate him. But I know I, I mean I guess people were in New York were, were thrilled that he made his way down there because he, you know, he could have went a lot higher, but um, I don't know if he's going to be able to defend at this level, especially for Van Gundy. Maybe if he played for the Wizards, he could. But but now, you know. It is weird, the system, too, how it plays. How about yeah. the Milwaukee Bucks? You got Giannis, and, and then, I mean. We got Giannis. So, so you know, because in East, you got two. You got Giannis and Middleton, who used to be underrated, and now I think he's overrated. Huh. He's a player. He went from, like, here to here. No one knows what he is. Um, and Drew Holiday was a terrific signing. I mean, all things equal, they're probably the best team in the East, even though they don't have the best record. Um, the question is, can can Giannis do in the playoffs? But uh, yeah, so it's Middleton, it's Giannis, and then if you you know Drew Holiday can get you some cheap. If you're in daily fantasy leagues, there's nights where he's a guy that you can sneak up on some people with because his name's not handsome and sexy, and sometimes he'll be in that lower tier of point guards. You can save some money on him and spend True. it somewhere else. That is true. And the thing is, too, you you think that Giannis could be the best ever? Like like I say that like just because physically, sometimes when I see him take two steps and dunk, like just through anybody and everybody, he just takes two steps from like the foul line to the rim. It's it just boop, boop, dunk. He's so young, previously good. How dominating could he really be? Like seriously, it's it's like a. If you put a college player in a middle school gym with an eight foot rim, wow. like that's how he plays. Yeah. The other night he took one dribble. Now he didn't, he caught it on the run. He dribbled a couple times from when he got to half court to when he dunked, he took one dribble and it wasn't a travel. It wasn't like some LeBron shit. Yeah. It, yeah. I forgot what show I was watching. The guy's like, play this back and just understand like that is freakish that you can do that. He went like 50 feet with one dribble and dunked. It's like a praying mantis. He makes like two steps. He's down the court. He's in the playoffs, though. So in the playoffs, you got to do it in the half court because somebody's going to step in front of you in the playoffs that's not going to do it in an empty gym on a Tuesday in January. Yeah. Like in the playoffs, someone's going to go in there and make you earn it. They should let them wear like body armor. Huh? <laughs> Some of these guys look like they're wearing it anyway. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> All right. Um, Let's go to um, – all right, so back to boring. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, they've got some kids that can shoot. Like I like uh, Garland and I uh, forget who the other kid is. Jackson. Yeah. I like those kids. What, what, else, you, what else? What else is there? They're freaking huge. I think that people don't realize – so the Cavs are one of the teams that I'm like I sneaky follow for whatever reason because I just don't understand how they can win games. But they're big. They got they got McGee coming in off the bench, who's big. They got Nance playing the three sometimes. He's big. He's playing the four half the time. 
And they get another big two who slip in my mind. Oh, Andre Drummond's averaging a double-double. And then you got Kevin Love when he feels like not being made out of glass. So they have like four legit NBA bigs, and then they got those two quick guards. So Cleveland is a team that, you know, on the right night, they they can win. I, I don't know if they're going to be a playoff team, but if they got as good as chance as anybody. I mean, they're better than some of the – they're better than the Knicks. They're better than Detroit. You know, they're, they're, not, they're not as bad as it seems that they are. And the kids' uh, section's tough. Andre Drummond is cut from the Frank Gore mold of people. <laughs> he's 40. You know what I mean by that? Like the way he plays, the way he's been then, he just keeps chugging. But uh, I just – it's just not the, – the thing with the Cavaliers, I, I – I guess they're really good, you know, but they're not like a team that I would stay up late to say watch. Like if they were on at ten o'clock, I wouldn't stay up for the Cavs. No, it's hard to, right? But, I, but when I when I catch them, I can't I can't turn them. I don't know why. Maybe it's because LeBron was there. Like, but I I just can't I can't turn them. There's three teams like that. There's the Cavs, the Hawks, and the Kings. And, and when those three teams are on, I'm like I find myself flipping back and forth, but spending more time on watching Colin Sexton dribble around. <laughs> mental block, but there it is. All right, let's let's go to the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Who, who is our big two, and then and who's our big three in Brooklyn? It's a shame because it was Dinwiddie. Even yeah. though Dinwiddie was coming in off the bench, the guy the guy can play. So it's Kyrie and KD, and then I guess they're trying to figure it out. Um, the one thing about them is that KD is so good that he's like two guys. Like those two kids, Kyrie and KD are going to average oh, damn near 60 points a game combined. So they're, they're 60. It's just as good as some other teams, three guys getting 20, you know. So, um, But I think they're looking for that third option. I think they had planned on it being Dinwiddie playing almost that Lou Williams role. I don't know why I'm like, oh, but here we go. Almost uh, that Lou Williams role. And uh, that that hurts them a lot. But, I mean, they're going to be – they'll be right there. Uh, did you did you see uh, Kyrie uh, did show up for the Sixers game tonight and he didn't even contact Steve Nash, so he's already like going. Yeah, is there anything you'd less rather have as a teammate than Kyrie? Yeah, exactly. You're a, you're a Celtics guy, right? Like, no. I, oh oh shit! So I was always Celtics guy. Yeah. And I had I had a share of season tickets and watching Kyrie that second year maybe give up the season tickets. Like, I can't do this. I cannot watch him. He upset me so much as a fan of basketball. I hated him so much. I, 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 I could I just, I gave up the season tickets. He's, he's that bad. He's a cancer. And then when he opens his mouth, oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. What about dude, which is funny because that's why I wish, you know, I, I like to see the Boston fans suffer a little bit in all sports. And, yeah. and Kyrie was kind of fun to watch, but. I was hoping Harden went to Boston so you would have to suffer. suffer oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. We're going to dribble for 23 seconds and take a step back. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, about, when you get to the playoffs, he's tough. Yeah, very true. The best thing about Kyrie was his sneakers. The, the Kyries are, are like, seriously, that's the best thing I think about Kyrie is his, the sneakers. Uh, genius, I don't know if you've ever worn a pair of Kyries. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, they're nice, they're great basketball sneakers. But, like, I would want – there's certain people in my life that I would not want as teammates. Like, and he's one of those people that if I knew him, I would hate him. Like, you know what I mean? Because we're going to play a sport and we're going to do this, then we're going to do this. We're all going to do this. We're all going to be on the same page. Let's do this. 
you're not going to be a jerk and ruin this or, or, or throw us off track because we're all freaking doing this, which brings me back to, um, you know, Kev, it, it, I can't. It, it, he just, oh. I'm sorry, guys. It brings me back to the fact that if you're going to do something, you're going to play it full out. You're going to play it to its maximum thing. You're going to really try, for Christ's sakes. You're not going to do something and leave somebody hanging because you don't really want to play, but, but you don't tell them. So we, we play hard and we end up. I'm sorry. You know, guys, I'm sorry, but he still deserves it. Peterson's going to catch it for me, I think, for the rest of the season. <laughs> Brady has a ball that's a little light and they lose a pick. I read the game and nothing happens. Okay. Cut it. Cut it. Basketball. All right. Over the TJ. The Atlanta Hawks. Perfect. Love them. We got a good. We got. No, they're fun to watch. My Love son them. wants to watch the Hawks. Trey Young, awesome. Who's their three? Trey Young, John Collins, and the kid from uh, Virginia, DeAndre Hunter. But they have eight guys averaging double figures. Eight. Wow. Eight. One, now, three, you know, see those names? Like they're not like household. You know what I mean? That's what's great. No, that's what's great. Drew from Virginia was pretty famous. I mean, Clint Capella's there. People remember him from catching James Harden dunks. But Trey Young should be a household name if he's not. I mean, yeah, he would be. Yeah, I mean, Trey Trey Young's gonna be an all star five, six, seven times. Um, and Lynn is young. I like what they're doing. I think they have a real plan. Like I think they do have a plan. Um, from a fantasy perspective, it's hard because when you have eight guys averaging double figures, that means anybody can score six one night. Like you can be in the rotation and get six for the Hawks. But yeah, no, that's a, that's a cool team. That's an up and coming team. But. I don't know if any big time free agent is going to want to go down there and play because they, someone's going to have to want to go play with Trey Young for them to be a real contender. And I, I don't know if that happens. The thing with Trey Young, right, too, is uh, I, I guess I'm being a jerk here, being nitpicky, but um, no one wants to talk about his hair. <laughs> why, why do we all know? We all know know that it's really weird. It's like curly, but not there. So it looks like he's losing his hair, but it's really kinky, curly. And how does that even exist? But nobody wants to bring that up to the forefront. You see it constantly. No one says, "What? Well, like, Lily? What's up with his hair?" No one, not once. No. Why? Yeah. So we don't really know the strategy with his hair. No, but. The cool thing is when you turn on a Hawks game, you can tell if he's on the court immediately. Like you turn it on and he's either there or he's not there, and then you can just keep it moving after that. Shit. Okay. The Chicago Bulls. Fold them. Just fold. Give me three. Uh, Zach Levine definitely jumps out of the building. He does. I don't know. I could look at this roster all day and not find two other guys that belong there. Otto Porter is there. He had a nice time in, in Washington at one point. And then I guess, I don't know, Kobe White. There's nothing in Chicago. They don't have a plan. They don't have a star. They don't have an idea what the hell they're doing. Wow. Yeah. So they're the team to bet against. They, they are. <laughs> and, um, well, let me see. And then you say that, right? They're six and three against the spread. Uh, but you know what it is? It's because they're always double digit dogs, right? And in the NBA, if you're up 15 in the fourth quarter, you just go to sleep. But yeah. uh, I don't know what the Bulls' plan is this year. Um, they, they need a couple picks. They need, they need something to happen. They don't have the assets to do it either. So 
Um, Shame too. Gets dunks. Shame, because that's a great, that's a great franchise. Uh, all right, speaking of franchises, the Miami Heat—they had three and four. What do we? What, what do we? Three four franchise. Well, there's two things that happened. First of all, they fooled everybody in the bubble, right? Because no one was doing anything, and they just came out and outplayed everybody, right? They played hard for a month and a half with yep. no fans. Um, you know, Bam's good, Jimmy Butler's good, Tyler Harrow's good, Drogic's good. But I think all of them got a little bit ahead of themselves. I think they're all a little bit overrated. I think Butler's having a terrible year for whatever reason. Um, he checks out sometimes. He, he does. I I know. Like he's a dog, though. I mean, you get. If I had one game to win and Jimmy Butler's on the floor, I'm happy yeah. to have him. Oh yeah. But you know, they just got done playing. They had a long year last year. The kid Bam, I think, is a little bit overrated. I know he played well in the playoffs, but he's playing against the Celtics with their, you know, he's beating up on Daniel Tyson. People telling me Bam is like Shaq. No, he's not. He's playing against Daniel Tyson uh-huh. is what he's doing. Um, but, you know, they're, they're a playoff team. And fantasy, you know, fantasy-wise, you know, I, I think Butler's a guy you can buy low on right now because he's not going to average 13 points a game for the whole season. That's just not going to happen. So um, he, he's a buy low candidate right now. All right. Now to a team that's a, got a, a horrendous logo, always has. It's it kind of just a horrendous emblem. Uh, and they drafted probably the guy I at least want to watch, and that's uh, the newest of the balls. So I'm talking about the Charlotte Hornets. What do we? What, what do you? What? What? what so who are the Charlotte Hornets? Because I don't like I don't like any of the balls. I don't. I know that sounds so wrong every time we talk about this. It's like you, I hate balls. I, I don't I don't like any of them, and, and I know he's supposed to be the best, but he to me seems the most immature of all the balls. He might be, he he might be. I, I'm glad the father kind of took a step back in the last couple of years compared to when when the first oh, brother yeah. got drafted and he was like on every station every hour. It was enough to make you not want to watch sports anymore. Like it, it's like the freaking helicopter dad. Like get out of here, man. This is this is grown up stuff. I, I don't know what you're thinking when you give Gordon Hayward that kind of money. Like I just, I, nothing about Gordon Hayward screams that. And someone can say, well, you're scoring 20 a game. Yeah. Well, someone's got to score. Right. So if he plays 30 minutes a game, he's an NBA player. You put there's 20 guys you can put in his role right now in the NBA. Some of them, you don't even know who their names are and they can get 20, but Rozier's a hell of a player, you know? So, so if those are their big three, Hayward, Rozier and ball, then I'm riding with Rozier, and if I'm the if I'm the the Charlotte rather, and I get to keep one of them around, it's Rozier I'm going to keep. Hayward, I just I just don't see locking yourself up with that kind of money for a guy who takes 15 foot jump shots, can't dunk, and can't stay healthy. I, I just don't see it. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a great recipe. Uh, the yeah. another one, the Washington Wizards. <laughs> they were fun last night. They play no defense, like no defense. So. I don't know how many people do the over-unders in basketball. If Washington's playing, take the over. Like, really, Philly put 140 on them, and Philly doesn't play offense. we got three guys that can't shoot. Um, so, Be- you know, Beal and Westbrook are good players. Um, Beal had, what, 50 last night? 60 or something? Dumb? Um, they play no defense. I don't even know who the hell that third guy is. But um, they're 6-2 and two on the over. So they, have, they went over six times and under twice. They play no D. Boston's going to play him tomorrow night. So if you're in a fantasy league where you can start a Celtic against Washington, um, then the, that's an opportunity to score some points. Oh. Um, Toronto. Now, hey, it's, now, is Toronto officially playing out of Tampa Bay? I don't know. 
What? I I I heard they were gonna play all their games out of like Tampa Bay. They might be that area. That, that's, a, that's a cool court. I like I like Toronto, even though they got lucky and you know that shot should have never went in. Kawhi shot should could the Kawhi shot? Yeah, should have never went in. He traveled. I see. I bad. When you go back and watch that clip. Like I'll play it because if you go back and watch that clip when he first gets the ball. In my opinion, he travels. He, he probably does. But I've been watching travels. the NBA so long that I stopped thinking about traveling as an actual rule of the book. It, like, it doesn't phase me. When a guy travels in the NBA, I don't even, like, budge. Like, yeah, whatever. They all do it. I'm but, just saying it was on the last play of the game, and it was, like, reviewed. It was, times. like, the whole season on the line. Yeah, and, it, and he front-rimmed it, and it still went in. Um, I, Van Fleet is having a very good year. He's really coming to his own. Van Fleet and, and, and Lowry – and the third member of the big three is Siakam. The problem with Siakam is I think he he's another one that got overrated by playoff success. I don't think he's that good. Like, I don't think he's franchise player good. I mean, he he had a nice run. He kind of snuck up on some people when Kawhi was there. But they tried to, like, force feed him into being the man. And he's just never been the man. And, and I, don't think, I don't think he's handling it well. And that's why Toronto pretty much stinks right now um, because they're, they're relying on him. And, you know, Kyle Lowry's got to be. 32. I don't know. It seems like the guy's been there for 20 years. Yeah, and he's got he's got a, a build. He's got that Antoine Walker like um like they work out with like the <laughs> the weird machines. Like you know what I mean? They never, hit, they never hit, they're not doing real stuff. They're gonna go do some random things. But it, you know, Toronto still has a reputation of being a good team. So because they have a reputation of being a good team. The, the point spreads don't match what they actually you're actually dealing with, and they're one in six against the spread because because the numbers are always close. Oh, Toronto and Indiana is going to be a close game because it was what three years ago? No, it's not. Toronto's terrible, and if if you're only laying a couple points with Toronto, you're you're in trouble. All right. So the only team worse than Toronto in the East is the Detroit Pistons. Oh, you know Jeremy Grant was part of the process. You know that, right? Yep. He was he was in Philly for the process, and then what happened was he was good, so they had to get him out of town like as quick as possible because he had like a week where he was getting twenty, and it was like, wow, we got a legit guard, and they're like, yeah, no, 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 see you later. Um, you know, Blake Griffin is is still has a career. Derek Rose still has a career. I mean, how? That's just, the part I don't get. How do how do Griffin and Rose still have uh, have careers? That, 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 that's that's my only question about the Pistons. I don't know. D-Rose will put, in, put a game together every couple – you know, every four or five games he'll remind you who he is. Um, you know, once they give that contract to Griffin, they set their franchise back like a long way. But um, it's too bad because those were two guys that should have been perennial all-stars for this whole last decade and injuries screwed them. You know, it's not because – Blake Griffin started taking jump shots a little bit, but, but the way he played and the way Rose played above the rim, those injuries – those are the guys that get screwed by injuries like that. And when you see a kid like Markel Fultz who also plays above the rim and, and they start getting hurt, that, that stinks because that can really hurt the career as opposed to someone like, say, like a rock, LeBron don't get off the ground anymore. LeBron goes down. He, he can take fallaways for another six years if he feels like doing it. But uh, Blake Griffin just couldn't, and it, it's a shame. But, yeah, Detroit, it's, you know, it's a tough year. Maybe somebody will take some of those, those vets off him for a playoff push. Almost how like when Boston went and got Sam Cassell and they got some other guys over, over time just to give him some, some life, man. It's cool if Detroit's good. 
Derrick Rose, it was, it was at one point the the best player. Period. He, yeah, loved, loved how he played. Another yes. one, another one of those guys that play like he won that. an MVP. He's like five ten. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's just one, another one of those guys, right? Those attitude guys. You love it. Yeah. So we jump to the West. We start off with a team that my son loves. Uh, and I haven't really had a chance to catch up with them this year so far. It's the Phoenix Suns. A lot of people like Phoenix, yeah. So, yeah. like, Chris Paul makes a difference on a basketball team. And I think um, historically he's going to be underrated because he's probably not going to retire with a title. And, he, you know, he doesn't have all kinds of awards. I think in the game, I think the NBA players know how great he is. Um, but he makes a hell of a difference there. The kid Booker can score. Aiton is a double-double machine. I don't think he's ever going to be Elijah Wan or Embiid, but you know that's a big, strong, huge human being that's get that's going to go out there and get like twelve and ten. Um, I like what they're doing a lot over there. I really do. The kid they drafted though is just like uh, uh, DeAndre Aiton. Like he's literally like the same mold of a type of a player. Like you can't have too many picks. It was a weird type of move. I thought you don't need to add another similar player to what you just took. Does that make sense? Um, I mean, Boston kind of does that every single year. That's why they have like, oh. 20 guys out of the same size, right? That's kind of what they do. Here comes I another Oh, this year they got to one. Oh, he's, he shoots better than that, and they're all 6'6". Six, six. You know, you can't have to, you can't have too many bigs. Um, there's another team, though, Phoenix, because their reputation hasn't caught up to what they actually are. They're 6-2 and two against the spread. And a lot of times early in the season, you can find deals if you understand what teams are really talented. Because the reputation of what you've been in the last three years is what these numbers are on and what people are betting on. So people still feel like Phoenix is good. Phoenix is terrible. They're not. That's a good club. So even if their record finishes, maybe they are a 45 win team, they might win 50 games against the spread. Oh. All right. Let's go. Let's do the two LA teams. Let's start with the Lakers. Yeah. LeBron, AD, uh, AD. AD, LeBron, LeBron, AD. I think Kuzma Kuzma got hurt the worst by the LeBron signing. He really did. I think Kuzma was on his way. Um, yeah, he the third best player, especially if we're talking about fantasy, is Montrez Harrell. Like, I'll have Montrez Harrell in every fantasy team for the rest of my life, and there's another kid in the West that I'll always have too. But I don't know if you guys – if PER really matters or doesn't, but it, it kind of does to the basketball nerds. Montrez Harrell's PER is like 21, which is like all-star level. And the kid rebounds, he blocks shots. He doesn't take bad shots. His shooting percentage is always good. I think when when the Lakers, when it gets down to playoff time, Harrell's going to be a, a big part. And I, I would include him in the big three over Kuzma. Oh. <laughs> uh, so now what about so the Clippers? The See, you know, have you guys ever really liked the Clippers in the sense of like – they just were never pushed. Like the Lakers were always the Lakers, and the Clippers were like sometimes people didn't even know that they existed. Like, like that's a team that like the the average fan sometimes doesn't even know exists because you say the LA the LA basketball team. Oh, you mean the Lakers? Well, like, that's because Elgin Baylor didn't nail a lottery pick for like twelve years in a row. What Elgin Baylor did is almost impossible. Like. Anybody with a Sports Illustrated could have done a better job than what he did for like 10 years. 
and, and it doesn't make sense because they were forever picking in the top three. And if you ever grab grab an old draft or Google any gra- draft you want from when he was there, and you look at the ten guys mm-hmm. that in the top ten, nine of them you could recognize, and then there's the one guy, and it's like the Chris, the, the Clippers took him, and mm-hmm. they actually. Paul George and Kawhi are good players and good defenders. I think that third guy of the big three, I'm always going to go with Lou Williams because I think he can carry you for like a week, a week and a half. But something about that team is not right. Like there's just something that – It's Paul George's attitude. And, and, you know, Kawhi took, Kawhi took like the third game of the year off too. And I think that says a lot about a guy. Like yep. do you want to play – like do you really – like really, what are we doing? It's the third game of the season. You, you need a rest day. I don't. I, I don't I even ask you about that. That's one of my biggest. I don't understand. It makes me feel like I'm really old. It's what the hell is it with these rest days? Like, what do you mean maintenance days? What the hell is a maintenance day? Like, it's as bad as me with this fucking camera. Like, what is a maintenance day? You know what I mean? Like, like give me a break. Like, like play the get in the game. I don't like it. What do you mean you need a day off every three games? And I don't know how you solve it unless you make these guys, unless you take that salary and prorate it by the game. Like, really, I I don't know how you do it. They try to make rules to say you can't sit out on national television days or you can only sit out here. And I hate to tell guys what they can do with their own labor. I mean, who am I to tell somebody else to go to work, right? But just just from, like, from my perspective, like, as a fan, I, I want guys to play. Like and B takes and, and B does maintenance days. They've been babying him since he got drafted, and it'll piss you off because you know say say this say the Sixers playing the Clippers tonight, and I'm waiting all day because I'm going to go home and I'm going to tune into Sixers Clippers, and I get there and there's no Embiid and no Kawhi. Well, what the frick did you sell me, dude? That's my point. See, I take it even and back to like what the base fan base thing should be. You you, you have some kids that these kids they buy. Sixer tickets, right? In advance for like they get it from Santa. I don't know, right? Maybe they get it from Santa, and they can't wait to go see their team that they've been waiting to fucking see. That dad's been waiting to save up money. He takes the kids to see them, whatever, and they don't even on the court. They're not hurt, but they're just sitting over there in their suits. And this is the game that these kids got. That's my point. But why are you not playing? You, you again? I go back to Belichick. Are you available? That's the one thing that I take from him. It's are you available? I want people that are available. Period. You know what I mean? And it's true. And it, you know, it's one thing when it's the old broken down guys that he, when Dwight Howard goes on the you know has to sit out a couple of games later in the year. It's like whatever, man. He's got a lot of miles. But Kawhi's is supposed to be in his prime. So what the hell are you doing? Um, but I don't think there's a way to solve it. And I'll tell you from a, from a betting standpoint, it's impossible because. They, yeah. you know, those guys shift the line so much, and it's like if you yep. put your money in too early, yep. you know, you get blindsided like tonight with Kyrie, but Kyrie's made out, you know. Well, Kyrie's insane, so. Yeah. But, uh, uh, what do you what did you think about the uh, Clippers losing by by uh, what it was by fifty one? Yeah, no, that was that was funny. Yeah, they were down like yeah. forty at halftime. I don't know. Uh, they were down fifty at halftime and lost by fifty one, so they still. <laughs> It just it just says so, a lot about like the NBA culture because they play so many games and if you're the Clippers, that loss does not really matter to you whatsoever uh, at all, right? And you know if, if the whole roster decides they're going to go to the strip club the night before and take the game off, they take an embarrassing loss and they go home. Like 
I know some people want to blame the coach. Well, he should have him up and ready. Yeah, well, you try and get him up and ready 72 nights a year. They, sure. they, these are professionals. If they're not going to be self-starters, then you, you can't motivate them. This isn't college where you can fucking scream and yell at them in the pregame and get them going. Like, these are – an NBA pregame is like a business meeting. Like, it's not like – uh, this is like, we're gonna go get them. We're gonna play some. No, it's <laughs> first. It's gonna be uh, King. Are you playing tonight? Uh, TJ and Manistay. Right. Uh, right. I guess I'll go. I guess I'll go. One of us is gonna go. Yeah. One of us is gonna go. Yeah. My contract says I can give you eleven minutes tonight. Yeah. <laughs> wisely. You know, it's an embarrassing loss, but you know, in the playoffs, no one's gonna look back at that, right? Yeah. So, uh, uh, Kev, I'm now at a point where I'm wearing a, a Raiders hat. Because yeah, there's a light. I keep explaining to you in the last show. There's a light that's burning into my eyes that I put in, in, in the wrong spot that I can't see. Like it's it's it blinded me. <laughs> so, you don't believe me, but it's true. I can't see the light that was straight ahead. It's coming <laughs> to my eyes, and everything still seems rainbowish. So I'm wearing this now because of the glare of the lights. In a sweater, I'm wearing a Raiders hat. I told you. And then you're gonna about Trey Young's hair, though. What's that? <laughs> then we're worried about Trey Young's hair, and then this is this is this is the. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm no one to talk. Like, like I, mean, I have all my hair. I mean, but I just don't know how to dress. <laughs> I'm just saying, you no. Know, Trey Young's hair looks almost like, and you know what it looks like. You know, and just wants to say it. <laughs> you know, you know, it looks pubic. That's all. It just looks like it's floating on his head. All right. Uh, <laughs> over, over, over to the Blazers. Yes. <laughs> I lost. Who was next? All right, so it's over to uh, the Utah Jazz. That's a boring team. Boring play. They shouldn't be boring, but they play in Utah. Donovan Mitchell's good. He's he's yeah. a lot of shots this year, though. He really is. If you're in a fantasy league and you have Donovan Mitchell, the points are probably there. The field goal percentage is atrocious. I think he's like second in the league in shot attempts. Um, and the only other guy who guns as much as him is probably Jason Tatum, who's a gunner. Um, Gobert just got a whole bunch of money. I don't know why Gobert got a whole bunch of money. I know what he does for a living. But uh, to me, that's, you know. He hustles. <laughs> yeah, he hustles. He blocks shots. He's French. Yeah. Oh, exactly. That's yeah, it right there. He's French. Yeah, I, I, but he's like the highest paid player and like post player in the history of the game. But you know, Utah's one of those teams. I, I think this this no fan situation really hurts them because I think it was hard to go into Salt Lake and win. And and I don't think it's hard to go into Salt Lake and win and you know in front of the two custodians in the in the training <laughs> and, and I think that that really is gonna hurt them. Um, you know, that whole division there that they're all they're all four and four or three and five, like that whole what is it, the Midwest. They're, I think Denver is going to really separate themselves. But right now, you know, Utah's always, you know, they'll give you a fight. They always have. So, all right. So move on to the New Orleans Pelicans. Like, I don't care at all about that team. The, uh, like, the, Can we talk I, about the name for a second? I, I know the name is old, but that is the worst name of any team that I can think of off the top of my head. Pelicans is right. It's Pelicans. like they have a fourth grade class pick. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take Awful. the Pelicans. Awful. <laughs> How do you rally behind the Pelicans? I, I I don't know. You can't ever be a champion if you're called the Pelicans. You can't. You 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 cannot. Like there's you psychology. Pelican. I'm a Pelican. There's psychology involved. You cannot be a champion if you're a Pelican. We're you a 
It's worse. A, it's a jazzy one. <laughs> it's not even just a pelican, guys. A pelican I could stand maybe, but it's he's got jazz to him, man. He's got soul. He's, it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous logo. It's stupid. Like, you, nobody can stop this stuff. Nobody in the organization said, this is dumb. We have to get in front of this. This is bad. Nobody did that. Why? Well, I think they were hoping that Pelicans would be called the Pels. I really do. I think they thought they were going to be the Pels. You know, I feel bad for these teams that have to start new franchises, though, because when there's no tradition behind it, you just feel like it's a born loser. Unless you're it's, you just feel like a born loser. Like, you know, but Pelicans wasn't a good attempt. Um, I don't know if Zion was going to be as good as people thought Zion was going to be. You know, when he was coming out, I thought he was going to be Larry Johnson, and, and I think I might be right. Um, I know some people thought he was going to be LeBron. I think I know those people are wrong. Uh, he's a good player. They have three good young pieces, though, because with him and Ingram, they're tough. You know, if they can keep them together and, and start to develop, maybe they can put it like a winning team. The West isn't as good as it was three years ago. It's no longer the big, scary West. As a matter of fact, I think the East is just as good as the West, um, one through ten, say. Yeah. But uh, I like what they're doing there. All right, so let's jump to uh, the Golden State Warriors. Ooh, my 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 second favorite fantasy player is Eric Bischel, the kid that was at uh, Villanova. You can get him for almost free in daily leagues. He plays; he doesn't do anything wrong. Like he just plays good, and uh, he's deep in their rotation. His PER is really high. I mean, obviously they're they're banged up too, but the kid they drafted, um, he's going to have a twelve year NBA career. Like he's good, he's real good, and, and uh, obviously Steph can do what he wants. He took a lot of heat for getting off to a slow start, but you know. It's tough to be him. You know, every pick and roll is getting doubled now, every single one. There's no switching. There's no helping. And, and that's kind of hard. As much as he can shoot from 40 feet, like those were special shots. He can't be taking those consistently. So um, he's got a long road. To hurt. You know, obviously it sucks what's happening to Clay. In injuries kill can kill a franchise. And I think that as much as Durant leaving hurt them, um, losing Clay hurts more because they, they're not going to be competitive as, as we get into the dog days of the season. True. And, and, you know, Steph's one of those people that um, I, I, I wonder if his frame, his frame will come into play. He, he doesn't seem like he's built for a long, like, you know, what I mean, grueling career. And if they keep doubling him and bumping him and beating him as much as they are now. And, you, you know, know, he's not he, – he looks like a baby, but he's not young anymore. No. <laughs> no, he's not. You know, yeah. he, he didn't get drafted out of high school. Like, he played in college, and he's been in the league for a while now. So, um that frame, that age, I don't know how much longer of a window he has, especially in Golden State. Um, he's never going to forget how to shoot, so no. there'll always be a role for him somewhere. I mean, he can come to Philly whenever he wants. They can pick three guys except Embiid and just have him. But, you know, the window the window for him at Golden State is pretty much, I mean, that, that damn thing, slam shot. Yeah, uh, I would agree. So, uh, all right, so we're at uh, the Sacramento Kings. That's one of the teams you like to watch. Is oh, that my favorite team. It's like my favorite team that's not Philly. Who's their big three? They're young. They're bouncy. Buddy Hill can Whoa. play. Yeah. It Rashad Holmes that was in Philadelphia buried on the bench. I knew he was good. I freaking knew he was good. And he's over there right now getting damn near a double-double. His PR is like 22. Fox is the fastest guy in the entire NBA. Like, I really w like what they have in Sacramento. I just think they need one. I don't know if the vet is the right word. Not like an Iguodala type, but maybe like an Iguodala from like five years ago type. Because it is a young a young team. I mean, Barnes, th those guys are young. Barnes is young too. So um, I don't know how the money works out with them. Fantasy-wise, I think there's value there. 
because they're the Kings and who the heck likes the Kings, but um, they're, they're entertaining. They're fast. They, they play, they play the game, right? They play. I like their uniforms. I've never had a problem with them as, you know, uh, visually like that's always- Did you watch the Celtics last night. I know we're in the West coast. Did you watch the Celtics last night when they play Miami? Yes. That's why I was talking about shooting. What do you think about these Miami uniforms where we're pink on one side and then they're like sky blue on the other side? <laughs> they're awful. Don't even, you look, the minute they started to think they were NASCAR, right, with that whole logo shit, I, 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 I was like, hands up, I'm done with this. Uh, you, like, you're going to take me someplace that I don't want to be. And, you know, whenever they do that whole, like, uh, they try to find the most female color they can, they slap it on some sort of male jersey type bullshit. No. It's like when I play, if I'm going to play a video yeah. game, the first thing I do when, when I get to the freaking pick your player side is – Take the uniforms back to the eighties. Like yeah. that's sports. Like I'm yeah. going right back. Like I want to see any shit. I don't want to. I turned that on last night and it was like it looked like I was watching four different teams playing. I felt like I was like, drinking. <laughs> like really, like I don't drink. I'm not I'm not drinking, but I'm watching all these colors and it's freaking psychic. It's psycho. I don't I don't get it. But no, the Kings have solid jerseys. And I hope they freaking turn that franchise around because if you remember when they had Weber Weber and Peja, that oh, place. Like they were better than the Lakers during one of those Lakers. Yeah, yeah. And that arena was off the hook. And I hope I hope for the NBA that it can get back to that. I think I think at that time it was Arco Arena. I don't think Arco is is, is still in business. Same crowd. They're awesome. Yeah. I don't like anything about California. I wish it would like disassociate, but if we're gonna keep them, the Kings wise well be good. Yeah. All right. Portland Trailblazers. There we go. Yeah, so there's another team. They belong in the East because they got two guys. And, and, you know, Dame is ridiculous. And McCollum's scoring even more than he is right now. So they almost have that Nets thing going on where you got two guys that are going to get you 60. Um, I didn't run the numbers, but if I had to guess, the, the, the top two scoring pairs in the NBA – uh, probably Portland, the Nets, and then followed by maybe Boston and, and the Lakers. So you got th- those two guys right there. Um, they have the kid Nurkic was supposed to be like the center, like the guy. Yeah. And then when they brought Cantor in, I don't know when these teams are going to figure it out. Enos Cantor can play basketball. Yeah. yeah. So when whatever yeah. team he goes on, he is taking your guys' minutes. Yeah. And the Celtics had him last year. I don't know. To me, he if he played more minutes, he would have better numbers. I guess he hurts you on the pick and roll, but – um, he hurt the kid Nurkic's draft value in fantasy, and some people probably uh, bought a little bit high, and they wish they didn't. And then I like to see Robert Covington do something besides be like a defensive specialist. Like, dude, make a fucking shot. Um, because I think if if he starts making shots, then Portland's a real dangerous team in that West. They can, they can win a round. I would see if now if we go back to uh, if you're building a team, who would you want on the floor for you? Lillard is definitely one of the first guys I would take. That's one of those guys that I'm like, yeah, I want him on my team. He's literally yeah, one of my first He's not scared. You yeah, know, no, he's he's a badass. Yeah. But Portland, just so you know, because the kids like Lillard and he's famous and the Portland's famous, their number is screwed. They're like two and five, two and six against the spread wow. because they're popular and they're cool and you think they're good. Yeah, they're people good. Go. I see that. You know, so you're, you're like, I'm going to lay the six and they win by two. You know, so that's a, that's a team that, that's costing people money, like on the down low, even though they're cool. It's funny, no, because it makes a lot of sense what you're saying. A lot of teams are, are being looked at and judged and impulsed like bought by what they've done the last four years, not who they are right now in this bubble environment where everything's, you know what I mean? It's a little bit different. I think, 
of it too. I think part of it too is that in the NBA, you don't. I don't think you have as many casual betters in the NBA. And it's unlike football, you don't have a whole week of that number being sucked to where it really should be. Like an NBA point spread comes out for tomorrow's games, like tonight. And you don't have all that buildup, and then you don't know what the shops are doing, and you don't have all this money to go into one side or the other because it's just not building to an actual – so you can find, like, glitches in the matrix in the NBA, and a lot of that is popularity. It's just simple as that. Like, this team is popular. Like, when Jordan's Bulls were running through the league, they weren't doing that good against the spread because all the money was going on the Bulls, you know? And, and you see that, and, and that's why the undervalued teams are not sexy. And then you got teams like Portland with Dame in the commercials – and, you know, they're, they're two and six for the people who take them every night. I'm down with that. I'm with that. All right. Here's one of the next one. Uh, one of my favorite teams to watch is the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, me too. I wish I, they need Przingis. I mean, the best thing for Dallas is they end up in the lottery one more time because I don't think they can do it without Przingis. I think um, Luke, is, Luke is awesome. Um I, th- I think he was taken third. Whoever passed on him is going to regret it like forever and ever. I think Mark Cuban is the coolest owner in the NBA and everybody wants to play for him. Um, there's not enough there without Przingis. I mean, they got Josh Richardson from Philly. Leave him alone. You know, fantasy wise, I think it's just Luca, but they, no, that's a cool team. They're going to go places. They just got to get on the court at the same time. Yeah, if Porzingis was there, it would be beautiful. But if they just uh, – you know what it is? It's a fun team to watch in the sense that, like, he looks like he's having fun, that kid, right? He legitimately yeah, – that kid looks, he's having a ball every night playing basketball. Yeah. He's, like, just playing NBA basketball, but he's playing like he's playing in a, in a men's league. Like, he goes where he wants. He takes the right shot. He makes the nice extra pass to his teammate because he's cool like that. He doesn't even look like he's trying too hard. Um, yeah. And yeah. he's – like, you talk about you don't want to play with Kyrie. I mean, give me a guy to play with. It would probably be him. Yeah, you're right. You know, and he, he seems like he's a good sport. He's been he's been in the pros since he was like 13 over there in huh. whatever Slovenia he was from. Hey, so next is a team my son keeps talking about, and I maybe it's just like a gender. I mean, it's a gender. Maybe it's, maybe it's an age gap. Imagine a gender gap with your son. <laughs> <laughs> the Denver Nuggets. Uh, he talks about them all the time. Oh, Dad, they're better than you think. And I, I'm like, all right, well, who, who's there? Like, what's going on? Oh well, the the big guy might be the he's leading. If the season ended today, he's the MVP. Like they call him the Joker. He's a badass. He's averaging like a triple double. Everything runs through him. You know who he reminds me of is Arvidas Sabonis, but like before he got here, like before he got to Portland, and he was old by the time we saw him. But when he was playing Euroball, that's what it was. They were running it through the big seven-footer, and he was just making all the plays. The kid's unbelievable. Jamal Murray can straight up, like, just ball. Like, you know, your son's onto something. Because Denver, to me, I, I think they finished good last year. Like, they, they you know, they, they made a name for themselves. But, no, Denver's as good as there is in the Western Conference. Um, I put him right there with the Lakers. Right there. Right, so, who's there? Give me the big three again so I, I can be with no, you on this. Murray. And then yep. Porter Jr. And now Porter Jr., when he was in high school, he was like the best player in his class. So it surprises nobody that he turned into this. Um, again, no, that's a dangerous team. And even though they're playing in an empty arena, the air's still thin in Denver. So um, yep. I think that's I think that's a tough, a tough place to play. I think it's a tough matchup. I know Philly's gonna play them coming up soon. I know that was on our list, right? 
Um, I think that's a tough matchup for Philadelphia because they can match in size. And uh, Jamal Murray can get hot like nobody else in the league. He can score 40. Um, he can they score drafted Bull Huh? I just noticed that. They drafted Bull Bull. Manute Bull's son. Bull Bull. Bull Bull. Bull Bull. I met Manute Bull one time. He's Did the you? biggest mate, human being. You'll, you, it doesn't even look like he's well, his son. His son got drafted. His name. His son's actually going to be really good. My my son told me to make sure I put him on my fantasy basketball league. He's like, just stash him this year. He's a rookie. Bowl bowl. Is you got a franchise league? It might be worth a stash. But you know what? Those seven foot string beans never really work out. Because no, still hanging around. This kid can dribble. Like have you, have you ever seen the kiss kid play? Like you know how like the kids are like my son's a junior in high school so he's constantly watching basketball clips so he sees all these clips of people when they were in high school and whatnot and he was just telling me about bowl bowl like I just love the name I love saying the name I'll say it to anybody as much as I can like bowl bowl it's like I mean what am I saying and that's the guy's first and last name like what a great like what a jerk dad like <laughs> yeah but you know, Manupo, I think, had like 13 names, though. So yeah. he might have passed that on. I don't know how that kind of tradition works, but it's possible Bull Bull is just the only two we can say, and there's like six more in the middle. But he's definitely not a stiff. Um, I don't know if he's going to get – it's going to take him some time, I think. It's always hard for that body type. I mean, the Celtics got some monster on the bench right now that can't get a – he's got a cool name, too, the Celtics big guy from Florida State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, don't remember. Yep. yeah those guys, they have a hard time, man. All right, Oklahoma City Thunder. Total disaster. <laughs> there are no big three. It's a mess. There's nothing happening. Al Horford is there right now just making so much money to do absolutely nothing. Oh. It, it, Al Horford, like seriously, everybody who had everybody who's an NBA fan should file a class action lawsuit against Al Horford for the amount of fucking money he made to set screens and throw bounce passes. Like there's nothing redeemable about Al Horford. I don't want to hear he was a good team player. When he was in Boston, the guy has never been anything more than average pro. So you I, got George Hill just playing out there twilight. There's I, nothing going on in OKC. They got to blow it up, but there's nothing like outside of the money. What do you do? So um, that's a franchise that's like had it all. They had Westbrook, Harden, and Durant. Like they had it all, and it, it's now it's Al Horford on the team. I didn't ever think I would find somebody who shared in their. And my hatred, not hatred, but kind of hatred of Al Horford. I actually was at a Celta game with Junior with me, and he had to yell at me because apparently nowadays, like back in the day, like it wouldn't be that dynamic. But nowadays, it's like your 17-year-old is telling you to calm down and simmer down. But I'm at this Celta game a few years back, and I kept yelling. And this is back then. You're looking old, Al. And I'm like, Front row, we ended up with front row seats for this. I'm on the court, and I just and he did. You're looking old, Al. Al, you're looking old. That was like four or five years ago. Ago, right? He's still playing. He, Al looks so old. He does. Like, he, he makes me feel old. Like he <laughs> he needs to be off the TV because he's making us all feel our age. You don't look at. You don't look at Al Horford and go, "Wow, I feel like I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, you know, like cut the yard, cut the lawn, do the shit. I, I'm feel great." No, you, you feel like shit back. about yourself because of Al Horford. <laughs> oh, he's the worst. No, he's, he is. He is just. Oh, he's, he's, he's uh, don't don't remind me I'm old, Al. I got it. 
You know what I mean? I got that part of it. I don't I don't need your help on that one, big guy. All right. Let me go. Let me let me hit like sorry. I it, I really am like that with him. Uh, the San Antonio Spurs. That's a class. They made that jersey classic. I, I got <laughs> sorry, TJ. Can I ask a question first? This is just my, my perception as a as a, as a, as, a, as, a, as a fan. I I used to love Greg Popovich, and I hate him now. I can't stand the guy. I can't stand everything anything he's about. He's getting kicked out of games. He ha- he's 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 having the, that. Uh, uh, I think he got kicked out of that game just so he could say he was the first person to have a woman coach in an NBA game. I don't like Pop anymore, and I don't think I'm in the minority on this. I used to love him. I think he's a genius. We'll see. It's- you're about to see this with Bill Belichick in football too. The grumpy old man shtick works when you're when you're winning championships, you win. and then when you don't have the talent anymore, then you're just a grumpy old man. And I think Pop, I think Pop should have took off when Duncan did and just been rode off into the sunset because, yeah, almost his the game is almost passed him by. His offense is a total shit show. You're running plays for guys to take 15 foot jump shots off the backboard, and that's like the worst <laughs> in basketball. And then in the meantime, you know, now he's going social justice, right? So he, he's, yeah. you know, he he's a politician now at the same time, right? So he's the yeah. elder statesman of the of the liberal wing of the politics, and it's a shame because he was a hell of a basketball coach. He found Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili when no one knew the hell, who the heck they were, right? Him and R.C. Buford did a great job, but right now you're right. He's a grumpy old man with a grumpy old stubborn offense that doesn't go anywhere. And uh, I think there's a lot of people in NBA circles that like root for them to lose because especially in the media, because, you know, he gave, he gave young reporters a hard time for like, it, it got funny at the end when he was doing that kind of stuff in the, in the, during the timeouts, but he was really trying to intimidate and bully young reporters, like from when he established himself and now to watch him kind of struggle and be mad every night, you know, there's worse things to watch. It's like, yeah, good for you, Pop. Like you got what you got what you had coming for you because all along the way, Greg Popovich treated everybody else like they were inferior to him, and he was basically an asshole. And it's kind of good for it to happen. And I think it's going to happen in New England with the football coach um, soon because he's another one that thugged out on the media while he was winning, and he doesn't like it right now when he's not. So yeah, I hear you about Popovich. I'm all in. And on that said, I'm not even giving you three Spurs because we don't like the Spurs on this program. Exactly. Look at that. All right. All right. Houston Rockets. I'd rather watch you guys play than James Harden. <laughs> Is there anything worse than watching James Harden play basketball? And he was rumored to come to the Sixers. Like, yeah, okay. Would 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 James Harden make the Sixers a finals team? Yeah, probably. Yeah, Harden and Embiid is probably the best team in the East. I don't want to watch it for 75 nights. I just don't want to watch him bang the ball on the ground and do all that James Harden stuff. I, I think they have talent. They they're not winning games right now in Houston. Like they got to be like two and five, two and six. Um, I have it, but they're they're two and something. So no, he's not a he's not a win, he's not a winner in that sense. No. Not a get behind type of guy. You know what I mean? They stole the kid Wood. He's a heck of a player. John Wall is there. Like there's some things that make I you think. It, but nothing's gonna work with James Harden. Like no. it doesn't matter. You can put every you can put the damn dream team around him, and if he's got the ball, it's James Harden. Him and Embiid would explode. They would. They wouldn't oh. work. It would not work. Those two. Those two would not get along. Embiid and him would. He'd kill. He'd kill each other. Harden is. He. He's, constantly trying to flagrantly do something illegal. I'm being serious. I can't. I just can't with James Harden. 
And if he came to Philly and they had to watch him, they'd probably be even better than they are now. But no, no, James Harden. I hope he goes to Boston because that's what. Oh, don't ever say that. Oh, it'd be great. I wouldn't, but then again, I wouldn't be able to watch the Celts. Remember Chuck Person? Yeah. Yeah, the rifleman. All right. So Chuck Person was no James Harden, but he reminded me sometimes of James Harden in the sense of like, he had that wrestler type almost like personality that was like bigger than the game. And he was just going to shoot like uh, he was just going to make the whole game about him shooting. Like there was nothing else going on in the game but him, his shot, not rebounding, no one playing anything else. Do you know what I mean? He swallows up the whole game. Like James Harden takes yeah, the a game. Between between Chuck Person and James Harden. Is that? Like, a lot of gunners in the NBA history, right? And Chuck Person's a great example. The difference between Chuck Person and James Harden is James Harden brings the ball up the floor. <laughs> he's just not passing that joint for 24 seconds at least <laughs> he caught the ball he was going to shoot it but sometimes they didn't pass him the ball so they're like yeah no we're sick of your shit we're going to go this side James Harden dribbles the ball up the floor calls the play and then pretty much pounds you pounds you into turn in the station is James Harden anyway. <laughs> that's true that's a great call on, on him alright uh <laughs> We had two left. Minnesota Timberwolves. Wolves. I I don't think Colin Anthony Towns a winner either. I think he's talented. He puts up crazy numbers. He reminds me of Kevin Love was he, when he was in Minnesota, where he's putting up these hollow twenty six and twelve. Yeah, his numbers on like they they're, they're up there, but they're not great numbers. Like he doesn't he doesn't win games. Yeah, he's he's not, yeah he's not. Thing, you know. I don't know. I, I don't like what they're doing over there. I think it's going to be a tough year for them. They're never going to attract a free agent. So their best chance of like saving the franchise is to draft someone like Colin Anthony Towns, but he turns out to be Kevin Garnett. Like they need to do something like that. You know what? When you're in a franchise like this and you're bad like this, you're off to a two and five start. The season's not going to get any better, right? Like what a miserable existence because do you know how long it's going to be in real lifetime between now and the next time the Timberwolves are competitive for the championship. Like, you know what I mean? It's almost like a waste of – it's just a waste. Like, just close the organization down, wrap it up, have everybody sending their gear to one spot, close here, shop. Here's the dirty little secret about sports, though. Here's, here's the dirty little secret about sports, like the NBA and Major League Baseball especially. Football is a little different. The Timberwolves, the Timberwolves only exist – so that the Lakers have somebody to play. Exactly. They're the, like, the, 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 like in baseball, uh, the only reason, the only reason, you know, like the only reason that the Texas Rangers and the Detroit Tigers are there is so the Yankees have someone to play so they can fill the stadium 81 nights a year. Like no one, no one in the NBA cares about the Timberwolves, but we got to have them because LeBron's got to have 81, 82 games so we can sell all these tickets and all these advertisements. So the, the Timberwolves are a team that, in the NBA. It's always the same freaking teams. It's just what order are they going to be in? Because no one cares. And there's not a free agent in the world that's going to go to Minnesota, which is why I think Giannis deserves like a tip of the cap for staying in Milwaukee. Because, I mean, I wouldn't do it. No, me neither. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Like, you'll be in South Beach. Yeah. Uh, I'll take my talents, too. All right. So, the last team is the Memphis Grizzlies. That's a franchise. And, I like, man, like, man. (laughs) That's that's a tattoo you regret right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's too bad because they had they've had good teams. 
Like they've had gritty, good, tough, like 80 style teams. John Morant is a hell of a player. That oh. injury like crushes them. Hopefully yeah. when they finish like with the number two pick, they don't trade it away or haven't traded it away. And hopefully they can get him like a wingman. Cause I think John Morant is, is the real deal. Um, Dylan Brooks is a pro, you know, he's a pro he's, he, he's okay. Um, I wonder they got Grayson Allen sitting there riding the bench, and I just wonder why Grayson Allen either isn't cut or isn't playing. I don't know what his, his story is, but I thought he was going to have a role in the NBA, and I don't think he does. And he's a tough kid; he can shoot the ball. But um, yeah, without without Ja, that that team's just it's just a problem. All right, you know what? We just went through the entire NBA. Uh, we're running on the hour mark. What I think we'll do is we'll go over the. Um, the games that are that are left uh, for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, the format, guys. I think we should do is um, I'm gonna I'm gonna name the game. Uh, just uh, give me your uh, winner of the game, um, and I'll mark down what our responses are, and we'll have a, a like a rolling total. Um, are you guys okay with that? Yeah. All right. Yeah, but I already checked mine off. So if you want to go first, you're not going to influence my opinion at all. Uh, well, I was just going to follow yours. All right, let's start. <laughs> um, we're going to go through them, and I uh, just want the winners. <laughs> uh, Friday, the 7 o'clock game is the Phoenix Suns against the Detroit Pistons. Oh, yeah, Suns. Kev? Suns. Suns. Yeah, that, that's pretty much Phoenix. Uh, Washington Wizards, Boston Celtics. Uh, I go Celtics. I'm gonna take the Celtics too. I'm gonna take the Celtics too. It's gonna go over because Washington plays no defense. Christian Thompson right. can have 20. So if you have daily fantasy, grab Thompson. All right. Uh, seven thirty. Uh, Thunder Knicks. Fuck. Do I have to? Uh, I'll go Knicks because I'm sitting. I'm sitting in New York City right now. Hmm. Nice, yeah. Go with the Knicks. Um, yeah. He hasn't killed him yet, but by the end, second half of the year, there's going to be no more Julius Randle. But for right now, take the Knicks. <laughs> Hornets, Pelicans. Uh, Hornets. I hate that name. I don't care. Hornets. And I hate Zion also. So Hornets. Hornets. Yeah, I think the Pelicans win that game. All right, there's a split. Eight o'clock. Magic Rockets. <laughs> I'm gonna go Rockets. TJ? Me too. Safest bet of the weekend, though, is that I'm not going to watch that game. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take, take you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, sorry. Uh, Nets, Grizzlies. Uh, Nets. TJ? Nets, if they play. Yeah, the oh, yeah Nets. I was going to say. Yeah. The Nets are going to win the game, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of wait. Right, yeah, I would wait before I – all right, Jazz, uh, Bucks. 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 Then Clippers, Warriors. Clips. Clips. Bulls, Lakers. 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 Raptors, Kings. Uh, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going to go Kings. I'm going to follow TJ and say the Raptors are overplayed. I'm going I'm to go Kings. Kings, and I wouldn't be surprised if they can't point at home. So keep an eye on that one. If they're getting points on Friday night, um, that's jump all over them. The Kings are going to win that game outright. By the way, that's a fun uh, late 10 o'clock game right there. Kind of is. You're saying. 
Saturday, three o'clock, uh, Denver versus the Sixers. Oh, that's a good one. Yep. Where where is it? Is it in Philly or Denver? In, in Philly. Philly. You no, know, I'm gonna go with Denver anyway. TJ. Me too. You know, me wow. too. Um, even though Philly's undefeated at home, this will be the first time Embiid plays someone that's actually at his size and skill level. I think they're going to have a lot of trouble um, with Denver. We never do good against that division. So, uh, yeah, Denver. All right. Hawks, Hornets. Uh, just all, all the talk on Trey Young and, and, and his hair. I, I got to go Hawks, and uh, I, I'm betting him over, over 35. All right. Yeah, that's 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 gonna be the Hawks. I'll probably never say Charlotte's gonna win because um, I think Gordon Hayward that much. But yeah, I, I, no, I really, I really do think the Hawks win the game, and uh, they they might be getting points. I think they're gonna be an underdog on the road. All right, Suns Pacers. Suns. Yeah, that's that that's a tough oh, that's game. A that's gonna one. be a good basketball game. I'm, I'm gonna take the Pacers in that one in Indiana. Yeah. Nice um, but yeah, that's that's gonna be a fun game. That's gonna be like a basketball junkies basketball game right there. Yeah, yeah. Can I can I switch? Like, I, I want to switch. I want to switch the Pacers. I was thinking about the, 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 the Suns. Suns are too young and too they're not ready. I'm gonna go Pacers. All right, all right. Switch. Switch is done. Heat versus the Wizards. Miami. Yeah, Heat. All right. Eight eight o'clock goes Cavalier. Oh boy, Cavaliers <laughs> go into Milwaukee. Bucks. Bucks. All right. Spurs go to the Timberwolves. Oh, I'm going to go Wolves because I hate Pop. Me too. <laughs> you, know what, you know what the problem is? You know, you, you know why I take – and it's not even because I hate Pop. It's because I don't think – LaMarcus Aldridge has nothing left, and I think Towns can have a big game against them. Um, I don't think there's a matchup on there where um, San Antonio can keep up with Minnesota speed-wise, and DeMar DeRozan can't make enough 13-foot jump shots to keep him in the game. So I think <laughs> <laughs> Thirteen foot jump shots. That's awesome. Magic Mavericks. Dabs. I agree. Uh, Trailblazers, Kings. Ooh, ten That's a good one. That's that's the game of the night so far. I'm gonna go Blazers. Yeah, that's gonna be a circus. I'm gonna go with the Kings. Um, Ooh, here we go. That's gonna be that's gonna be one twenty five, one twenty. That that's gonna be a fun game to watch. There'll be a lot of points in that one. Really good guard play. Um. I don't think – yeah, I, I think the Kings Kings can sneak it out. They'll probably be getting points at home too. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. All right, rolling a Sunday. Here we go, finishing it up. Jazz take on the Pistons. Three o'clock. Jazz. Jazz. Four o'clock, we got Bulls, Clippers. <laughs> Clippers. Clips. Six o'clock starts, Thunder Nets. Oh, I'll go with Nets. DJ? Yeah, the Nets. All right, seven o'clock. This, this is not an awesome slate of games for the NBA this weekend, is there? Really not. Yeah, there's like three so far. Yeah. Yeah. All right, six o'clock. Nuggets, Knicks. Nuggets. Trying to blow out. Blow out city. Heat, Celtics. Celtics. I think Miami wins. Boston won last night. I think Miami will win. They, Boston's not not sweet. They're not they're not good enough to sweep them in a week. Oh, all right. Lakers, Rockets. Lakers. Lakers. Of Spurs. course, we're both going to take the Lakers, and that'll be the night James Harden decides to score 65. And put it in right. but I'm going to take the Lakers anyway. You know what? That is a sneaky play right there, the Rockets, because if, if there's one night that he does want to show that, that he's the best and, and, like, score 400 points, 
it would be against the Lakers, right? At prime time, right. seven o'clock. Of course, I liked the Rockets in this. You, all right. I can't wait to find out the spread on this because the he's going to outperform. LeBron doesn't care. LeBron doesn't yeah. care. You know, like I don't even know if LeBron really tries. That's what I'm. Uh, me neither. Hurts. Uh, <laughs> all right, Spurs, T Wolves. T Wolves. Uh, you don't have to ask me. Any Spurs game, it's the other side. All right. Well, I, yeah. So I think it's hard to beat a team twice in a row. So I picked the Spurs in this one only because I I picked the Timberwolves the other night. I was gonna say, yeah, it's, it's too. All right, yeah, and then it's finally, finally is the see to me this is a good game. Finally, it ends with uh, it seems like they ended every night with a good game. Uh, Raptors Warriors. Oh, that's a good down. one. Fuck. I'll go Raptors. All right. I'll take Golden State. All right. All that's right, a good one. I'll, I'll stay with I'll stay with Raptors so we're head to head on that because I, I could I could easily convince myself to go the other way because uh, T like you said. So so King Mike sends it 19 games. If I redid this tomorrow, I I probably switch my mind five times, like when you're doing a five. <laughs> like, you sit yeah. on it. So King, do I can I ask TJ one more question? Go ahead. So during you during we went through all the teams, right? You you had a lot to say about some undervalued teams, overvalued teams. And I was talking to some guys that bet a lot of NBA. And one of the things they were talking about was uh, like the, a lot of the spreads are off because couple of reasons. Number one, the offseason was so short. The, the older teams are more tired. They don't have a feel for the younger teams. So it wasn't as much like summer league and all that stuff. And that underdog money line plays are a really, really good way to go. Like just taking a whole slate and betting underdog money line ac- across the board. Have you given that like any kind of thought? What, what are your, what are your uh, opinions there? No, I don't do anything across the board. Right? So I'm, I'm constantly thinking about game-by-game game basis, and I just like watching the game. Um, yeah. as far as like pure betting strategy, some of those guys have systems that like are well thought out and well earned. Um, if you can put the money into it, you know, there's, there's money to be made. I'm more, I get more interested in seeing how far the general public is away from what my perception of a team is and how yeah. big it is. You know, so when I see a team that's overvalued, undervalued and why that's what gets yeah. me curious, you know, but yeah, it's almost like those guys that say, if you bet every home underdog in an NFL season, you're guaranteed to yeah. make money over a big window, but who's got the balls to, to like do that? To yeah, be like, exactly. Yeah, that's that's an interesting part. Like oh, I'm gonna bet against the Packers because Detroit's a home underdog. No way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I get it. I was just I was just kind of curious because what some of the stuff you were saying about for public perception and, and teams not being valued properly. Uh, you know, yeah, I, think it, it, I just don't bet it. Yeah. Cool. Hey guys. Uh, we're coming upon the finishing of uh, the first episode. My bladder is telling me so. At the clock. Um, I want to thank you both for being here. Um, I'm looking forward to doing this. This is going to be a fun uh, Thursday night uh, thing we got here. Um, it's just fun to talk basketball. I'm being dead honest. Like It really is. It's fun to find people to talk basketball with. And uh, this, if, you, if you're looking for drama and, and, and storylines, the NBA is, you know, perfect. Absolutely friggin' perfect. So uh, thank you guys for joining me tonight. Anything else you want to leave us with, uh, Kev? No? No, I think, we're, I think we're good. Great great first show. I love it. I think TJ's got it all, all down. I took a page of notes on all, all his comments. So hopefully we're going to turn that into a way to make some money uh, over the weekend. Hopefully I'm right once in a while. Everybody have a fun weekend. I'll talk to you next week, yeah? Yep.
Thank you, guys. See you next week. Adios.